0: The eyes be gently closed and uh, bring your attention to the present. <clears throat> Once again, take a moment to notice how you feel. How's the body? Warm, cold, heavy, light? How is it? And the mood? Are we expectant? Sleepy? Energetic? Confused? Joyful? How is it? There's no right or wrong mood for the mind or feelings for the body. But this very uh, act of attuning the attention to the way things are, physically, mentally, this helps to be uh, working with this body, this mind, in a way that's in tune with reality, with the way things are. Inviting the spine to straighten, to stretch to its comfortable limit, and then let the rest of the body relax around that. So we're cultivating a, a balance of energy and relaxation here in our physical form. few minutes, Just compose the mind, uh, use a meditation object if you wish, the breath or the, the nada sound, the sound of silence. Whatever way works best for you It's to bring the, the mind to a quality of quietness, stillness, letting the attention rest upon the present reality. of steadiness of attention and inner spaciousness clarity and using your memory think back to a, a particular uh, event that was emotionally charged for you where you were very upset or very uh, saddened very angry, some particular uh, say, ongoing conflict you have with a member of the family, ex-partner, only to create a whole story, but some area of your life where there's uh, emotional intensity, emotional strength and unfinished business. We don't need a whole story; we know the story already. But just to use the memory to evoke the presence of that emotion, yeah. that conversation, that person, that place. We don't need a whole narrative, and to keep it as simple, straightforward as possible, just her, or him, or 2015, or London. Just enough of a, of a cue to trigger the memory. And when we do this, this is a, an investigation of emotion and learning how to develop a mindfulness of emotion, and a seeing through it. So we're deliberately triggering that emotion, anger, fear, lust, jealousy, grief. We're deliberately launching it, triggering it. So take a moment to think back to some person, some incident, some event. Let that be a given life. Think of that, bring it up again not with a a story but as that emotion launches then whether it's anger or grief or fear as it arises then bring attention into the body to notice where is that sensation that goes with anger the sensation that goes with grief or lust the feeling of loss or jealousy where do we feel it? So, having used the memory to launch that emotion, find the physical sensation that goes with it. Bring attention to that. Know it. Receive it. The most difficult bit of this practice is not getting caught into the stories. The mind gets taken up with what happened and has said what? Let it go. let bring the attention into the body. Where is that feeling of anger, betrayal, grief, excitement? Where do we feel it? Not, should it be there, shouldn't it be there, whether it's good or bad, just notice. Is it a tensing in your chest or a kind of steel bar across your shoulders? Is it a a tightness in your stomach? A sharp pain in the heart? Or just going stiff, rigid all over? Whatever it might be, notice that. Bring attention to the physical sensation. To know that just as a physical sensation uttabhava, physical consciousness. Cognition of the physical body, physical feeling. As that arises, as that's known, in cultivating the quality of loving-kindness, or radical acceptance, whether it's that uh, Heat all over the body, or stiffness in the shoulders, tightening of the chest or the throat, whatever it might be. Bring attention to that, know it, receive it, accept it. In this moment, this sensation is exactly this way. Regardless of where it's come from, it feels like this. Anger feels like this. Jealousy feels like this. Grief and regret feel like this. Lust feels like this. Nostalgia, loss, feels like this. Again, without a commentary, without explanation, just to open the heart to know that sensation, that simple, direct, physical quality. It's this way, in this moment. Exactly like this. Whether it should be there or shouldn't be there is completely beside the point. In this moment, it's this way. Sustain the attention on that. To receive that. Know that as fully and completely as possible. This attitude of radical acceptance. Unbiased, receptivity. Here it is. It's like this. Now, having launched that emotion Brought attention to the physical sensation that goes with it, having received that, acknowledged that, accepted that in a complete way, just as a feeling, sensation, part of nature. It's not ours, it doesn't have an owner, it's not who and what we are, it's just this particular pattern of experience. So we can let it go, just consciously relax the body, relax the uh, attention, relax the, the focus on that particular emotion, let it go. The memories that resonate or the, the feelings that flow from that, let them steadily dissolve, fade away. Like a, a sand castle that we build by the beach and you know, the waves wash in and slowly erode the sand castle, wash it away. Let the the feeling of the breath, the outbreath in particular. Let that be the sigh of relief, carrying it away, letting it dissolve, disappear. So having Arisen, taken shape, and like all things, it dissolves. So for these next few minutes, just allow that sense of relinquishing, releasing, letting go. The body relax, letting go of the memory, the people. Let it dissolve, let it fade, each out-breath washing it away. Insubstantial, transparent, empty, fading, dissolving, (coughs) let it go. Sometimes it takes two minutes to launch an emotion and then twenty minutes to let it fade. Just stay with it. Stay with that dissolving, cessation, dissolution. Stay with that. Let it go. Let it dissolve. It's transparent, empty. Void of substance, like a spider web being carried away by the wind, a cloud being dissolved by the sun, let it fade, disappear, come to its natural ending. Let that sensation fade until the mind returns to that same quality of steadiness, spaciousness, clarity, that we began with. Attention resting easily in the present, the mind clear, empty, open, coming back to zero. In this way we've seen this whole cycle of birth and death. A seed of that emotion is planted, grows up, springs forth, does its thing, but then reaches its limit, fades and dies. We've seen the whole cycle of its birth, its life, formation, and its passing away. We've seen that sensation as a natural form, something that's not personal. Anger is a pattern of nature. Fear is a pattern of nature. Lust is a pattern of nature. Loss is a pattern of nature. Jealousy conflict, regret, grief, these are all natural forms, they arise, take shape, have their particular configuration, and they dissolve, disappear, that which knows them, that which is aware of them, watches the whole cycle, birth, formation, dissolution, death. That which knows birth and death is not tied to birth and death, it's not the owner of it. It's not identified with it. Like a cloud taking shape, having a form, dissolving. having tasted the, the sensation that goes with an emotion, having received that, known that, the simplicity of that, then to the degree that that has been accepted, received and let go of, in the same way, if we've tasted from the water from the stream, we've tasted the source of the stream, if you've accepted that sensation, Stiffness in the shoulders, that tightness in the belly, the heat in the armpits, the restriction in the throat, that's just been known, received. It's a simple physical sensation. We've drunk from the stream, we've drunk from the source. So, to the degree in which that sensation has been accepted, we've accepted where it came from. That grief, that anger, that love, that loss, that jealousy, that fear, to some degree has been accepted also. Accepted as part of nature, not personal. Not who and what we are. Empty. Such. It's just this way. So in this way those sensations, those Vedana, are headed by concentration, dominated by mindfulness, Surmounted by wisdom. They yield deliverance as their essence, merge in the deathless, and terminate in nibbana. They lead to peace. This is a form of uh, meditation that uh, Ajahn Samadha was teaching a lot back in the uh, late uh, late 80s, early 90s, and um, which I found extremely helpful myself, particularly working with fear. I don't know how uh, well you could all relate to that, but for myself, uh, with emotion, if you're angry, you're angry with someone or something. If you're in love, you're in love with someone. If you're afraid, you're afraid of something or someone. Yeah. If you feel grief, you're, you're grief because of the loss of something. If you have regret, it's regret because of something, some event. The attention with emotion goes to the object very strongly and completely. That person, that time, that place, that thing. Uh, maybe it's in the present that you're experiencing it, or in, in the past, and we receive the memory of it. So it's, uh, uh, it's extremely uh, challenging, it takes a lot of work to take the attention off the event or the person or the thing. Uh, the thing, I'm, I'm afraid of that. To take the attention off the of that, to bring it on to, oh, this is fearing. This is what fearing feels like. Or I'm angry with you. So, you know, you're making me upset. <laughs> They're taking the attention of you. They say, oh, this is the feeling of anger, and that's that's happening here. So that takes quite a lot of work, because emotional power uh, of uh, and, and the conditioning around emotions is generally bypassing the conceptual mind and going straight to the, I want, I hate, I've got to have, I can't stand. It's uh, driven by the reptile brain, as you call it, the kind of non-conceptual forces of Aversion, desire uh, and uh, uh, greed and uh, self, uh, the urge for self-advantage and such like the, the reptile brain is what drives you know, fear, desire, aversion, territory and so on and so forth. So it takes effort, but if we can do that, if we, we set this in place as a kind of practice and you say, yeah, but you don't know my, yeah, my son is really a problem. Like, but I've really, I've got a big debts so I have to pay. So It's a real problem. It's my obligation to worry about. You don't understand. I'm really in debt, Ajahn. I say, yeah, but the feeling of fear isn't in the bank. <laughs> it's, in it. it's in the, it's in the mind. Yeah, but no, no, I, I am in debt. You know? It's a real worry. It's a real problem. You know, but, yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then maybe we have got real yeah. things to be angry about, or things to be upset about, or real uh, regrets, and terrible, terrible things that we have done that we caused harm to others, and we were responsible. Our name is on that. Uh, yes, we did that. Yes, that happened. Or, uh, yes, that person is the most important person in the world, and I can't bear to be away from them. Yes, there is that feeling, but where does that feeling happen? It's not there. It's here. So, it takes um, effort to kind of turn the attention around, like all these people with their cameras, turning the camera back onto the photographer. It's like the kind of, this is a sort of selfie program. <laughs> or a not selfie program. I just thought of that. So. so, turning that back to, oh, this is the, well, wherever it's come from, whatever the cause was, whether it's justified or not. Here it is. It feels this way, and also we take our emotions extremely personally. Like I hate, I want, I'm afraid, I, uh, I'm angry, I'm sad, I regret. Uh, it feels very personal. But you didn't invent anger, right? Yeah, no one here created jealousy, anger, fear, lust. the uh, the patterns of emotion, we feel them very strongly here, but they're not personal creations. They existed in the universe long before you came along. Even in 500 previous lifetimes, they were still around before. <laughs> so, we, but we take it very personally. So the, the title of Ajahn Samadha's most recent book is Don't Take Your Life Personally. And I'm of the opinion that all you need is the title. <laughs> Even if all the pages of this 400-page book were blank, the title is I would in my humble opinion say like, that's it. That's the message. Don't take your life personally. Because we do. And when we do, then dukkha arises. So in this way, even if you say, Yeah, but Ajahn, be sensible. I have got things to worry about. You know, I've got responsibilities. You know, be reasonable. Yeah, that person they really did bad they did terrible things. They should be punished. You know, it's reasonable for me to be angry with them. We should you know, get upset. You know, in America they have this expression, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. So uh, this is not saying that there aren't things that our emotions are reasonably triggered by, but that the issue is, can we be mindful of emotions? Can we recognize that emotions are, are not uh, personal issues necessarily? So this is a way uh, of getting perspective on emotions, not to suppress them, not to say we should just turn ourselves into kind of data reception units, Like feeling, feeling, thinking, thinking, loving, loving, hating, hating, wanting, wanting, you know. Your mother just died. Oh, all Sankaras are impermanent. No, your mother just died. (laughs) Someone was telling me how they were on a a, a retreat. There was a lot of uh, noting practice going on. And that uh, they were sitting in the dining hall, and a person at the table next to them started choking on a piece of food. And they were... (laughs) They, this is their, their account of it, they were sort of sitting there and they are kind of hearing, hearing, choking, choking, <laughs> choking! <laughs> she kind of jumped up and kind of quickly did the Heimlich manoeuvre <laughs> to kind of help them. And, but there was, it, it, it was, she said it was really weird because for a moment it's like hearing, hearing... hearing. <coughs> you know, the sound of choking, choking... And then it took a few moments to... Wait, wait that's my friend, she's, she's choking on some food, quick, do something. So... Uh, we're not trying to just sort of flatten ourselves emotionally, but get perspective on emotion and to understand it. So, this is, what I feel, you find is an extremely helpful practice. Even if um, you've got major uh, uh, issues in your life, or struggles, or responsibilities, and worries, um, or people's you know, demanding you to sort of rescue them and you're responsible for helping others. But yes, but where does that feeling of responsibility happen? There are things to be done, but how do we relate to worry, or to people's projections, or feelings of conceit, or, or desire, fear, uh, regret, and so forth? You know, just covering a few of the emotional... Uh, you know, insert your favorite emotion here, you know, fill in the blank yourself. So, then in this way, particularly looking at physical sensation whereas that story of why you feel grief or why you feel anger has got a whole array of, well this happened and that happened and I said this and then she said that and he did this and we... It's like, okay, wherever it came from it feels like this. And a sensation is a much more simple language than the stories of our lives, I would say. And to bring attention to the sensation that's there, to the degree that that can be discerned, then... The receiving that sensation uh, is is much more, or, or accepting that sensation is much more straightforward for most people than dealing with the whole story of shoulds and shouldn'ts and and, uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, uh, I often have mentioned how um, when I because I, I was working a lot with fear uh, and anxiety with with this kind of practice, and I felt kind of ripped off because. When I I used this this form of meditation, and I fully cognized what fear felt like in the body, it was like, this isn't even like a headache. This isn't even as bad as like a stone in my shoe. (laughs) What? I've spent my entire life trying to get away from this. You know, huge amounts of time and energy and effort just to not feel this anxious feeling. And it's just this? This is kind of a tightness in the gut, it doesn't even hurt. This is kind of mildly uncomfortable, but like, so what? So I thought, you know, <laughs> all that time I've wasted, you know, all that energy. <laughs> it was kind of a. It was, sometimes you find yourself laughing in the meditation hall. But it was. I, I did, I feel like, God, oh, that's amazing. It's, it's not that bad. Why was I so determined to get away from this? It's not that bad. So, when uh, we. Um, they uh, develop this kind of uh, clarity or n- non-entanglement with emotion, then it's not that we're suppressing the emotion, we're not saying that we shouldn't feel grief or sadness when our mothers died or, the, or that um, you're, you know, there's a cause to, be, you know, to, to feel upset or to be, you know, you know, to be loving someone or afraid of something. But what it's doing is it's helping us to respond rather than react. So that's the key difference. When reaction is, as well, there's no space in the system, it's just, I like, I've got to chase after it. It's dangerous, I've got to tighten up and get away. Um, it's, it's bad, I've got to oppose it. And so on and so forth. The, the reaction is sort of the, the reptile brain triggering a, a response um, to hold or to run or to fight or to, uh, to protect. Um, and uh, to respond, in contrast, is there's space? <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is really upsetting. So, what's a what's a good way to work with this? This is really exciting. Um, so, is this a, uh, useful, appropriate to follow it or not? There's a there's a, um, a kind of what they call circumspection, which means to look around things, to to take in the whole picture. Uh, there's a uh, a spaciousness and ease in the heart, so the the emotion is there, liking, disliking, wanting, fearing, they can arise, but then uh, that that quality of of um, spaciousness and seeing the empty nature of those sensations and the, and the the all that goes with it, then. There, there's a, a, an appropriate response can be guided by mindfulness and wisdom rather than me reacting, me getting what I want, or me opposing something that's upsetting. It's a, there, there's a response. The words are, uh, if words are appropriate, we speak. If we want, if it's time to crack a joke, we crack a joke. If it's time to be serious, you're serious. If it's time to be quiet, you be quiet. Um, so that then, whether it's, it's, uh, uh, it's something to it needs to be said or to be done, then that is guided by mindfulness and wisdom. So this is a whole different way of decision making. Not uh, in a reactive or compulsive or habitual way but uh, letting there be a quality of spaciousness and letting the uh, choices, intentions, actions uh, arise from that quality of attunement of the heart. So I'll leave that there for this morning and then uh, When we meet this afternoon, if there's any questions that come from that, then we can explore. But um, uh, it's now gone past past 10 to 11, so uh, we'll uh, leave it there for now and then uh, gather again at 2 this afternoon.